0: Well, Jen, here's a question that's coming through for you and for anybody who can really relate to that, which mm-hmm. I would offer might be all of us mm-hmm. <laughs> is who would you be in absence of fill in the blank? And in this case, I would use, you know, this idea that it has to be hard or this yeah. this identity as somebody who worries or who's type A. Mm-hmm. Who
1: would you be if, if it was all
0: yeah. easy? Yeah, yeah, like who would you be without? Because it, it's, it's your language it's unfamiliar and so mm-hmm. it's against all my survival programming i don't yes. like it
1: yes <laughs> exactly hi and welcome back to the show thank you so much for listening and just a heads up today we are adults having an adult conversation with some adult language so listen accordingly <laughs> Today I am excited to introduce you to Katie Macon, and if you have not heard about the Akashic Records, then also to the Akashic Records. I warned you a few episodes ago we are going to get more woo as we go, and this definitely qualifies as going to the side of woo. (laughs) And I can't remember how I met Katie, but somehow we found each other and we swapped some RTT sessions for Akashic Record readings and coaching. And in our conversation, we will cover what the records are and what my experience was like, and why I love getting a reading. If you are interested in working with Katie, you can find her on Facebook at Macon Magic, which is M A C O N M A G I C. In my experience, Katie asks the absolute best questions, and she's available for coaching as well, so you can reach out to her there. And because she asks the best questions, of course, in this conversation, we get into authenticity and what it means to me. Let's go to the show.
0: My name is Katie Macon. I am an intuitive guide and Akashic Records practitioner and writer and entrepreneur and who knows what else. But... And at my main steez, which is the exact language coming through right now as I channel from the Akashics, um, my main steez is putting people on a path. Hmm. Specifically, I really feel most alive when I'm supporting somebody in their journey home to themselves.
1: Oh, I love that. The journey home to themselves.
0: Yeah. 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 And and the tools, the, like the way that I do that can look really, really different just based mm-hmm. on where I'm in my own journey about the big rock. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but, yeah, that's – that is – Really, my role is to be a catalyst and to support somebody in um, just kind of finding that path or not even finding it, like just Mm -hmm. choosing it or or creating it or returning to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, before we get into the Akashics and those types of things, you are a trained coach, right? And you are helping (laughs) people kind of find their way. Yeah. Through work. yeah, you're
0: like, okay, so let's take intuitive guide and double click that. Yes, I'm a trained <laughs> certified coactive coach. So coactive coaching, it's called CTI. I believe mm-hmm. their current website, the coaches, I think they realized they needed to simplify things because they gave themselves like 5,000 names, which I'm sure <laughs> many of your listeners can relate to. They're like, am I Jennifer Pillipow? Am I Jen? Am I like, you know, brain boss? Like, who am I? What's mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, so CTI, Coactive coaching, they're one of the oldest coaching schools in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And the last time I checked their website, they have trained over half the world's coaches. Mm, Wow. I've done a few courses with
1: them. Not the whole thing like you, but I've done a couple. Yeah. (laughs) I never knew that. Yeah. What? Jen. Yes. Okay. So you've done that and you were doing, was it career coaching or was it a little bit deeper than that? Did I just? Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. You've got it. So you hit the nail on the head and it's still, I think it's still my favorite thing for Hmm. context. We're going to get into this in the interview, but like. My specialty was helping high achievers find their calling. Yeah. And really the the journey that I love supporting people through is this shift from I guess really wherever it is that they are to reclaiming that abandoned dream. And that still feels true. The reason why I'm a little bit less sure in how I introduce myself these days is that I'm fairly psychic now and I have these energetic Mm -hmm. gifts. And I put coaching aside for a few years. And so I'm coming back to it doing really cool work with folks. And it's it's interesting because the way that um, I'm kind of helping people maneuver these things. It just feels a little bit different. Like it's the same, but it's different. So I think that's mm-hmm. where I get a bit confused. I'm like, um, yes, well, I'm a guide. If, I am a coach, but yes. If uh,
1: I look at it with my outside eyes and, yes. and I see what you're doing, it's like coaching is is great in the way where you can ask questions and you can help people find their own answers. But I find that a lot of times people come to a coach or they invest in a program hoping that Someone will tell them what to do. <laughs> yep. and, and, then, and then when you get into something like the Akashic Records, it's like this beautiful segue into know you, know yourself, learn yourself. That's the way that you go. You don't need someone to tell you what to do, where mm-hmm. to go, who to be. This is you having someone like you have share a tool to help them see themselves.
0: Uh, I love that.
1: Yes. Okay, so you in such a beautiful way, Jen, because it's
0: both like, I can be very obnoxious as a coach and as an acoustic records practitioner. And I say obnoxious in the most loving way, (laughs) because like, that's not a self deprecating comment at all. Like I would drive myself nuts in a great way if I was able to be my own client. Like I will sort of hold somebody's nose to it and say, well, you know, you hired me. What is it that you want me to tell you? Mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll just hit it right back at them. Um, so I can be obnoxious in that way, but you're right because there is this, this other need for validation and affirmation that these inklings and urges and, and tendencies or gifts that we have
1: are real. And so I think the Akashics can be Mm. a tool for that. Yes. Okay. So do you want to explain what the Akashic records are for those that may have never heard of it? (laughs) The Akashic records,
0: (laughs) the Akashic records are the subtle energetic imprint of everything that ever was, is, or could be. Some would view it as the record of every thought, feeling, emotion, lifetime, action, aspiration, or intention that ever is or was. And if you want to get into the Vedic side of things, Mm -hmm. it's like it's its own element. So Akasha is the space between.
1: Hmm.
0: That's all of, yeah, it's like it's the space between elements. It's the space between you and me. It's the space it's the space and so the akashic field or the quantum field is hugely vast in the way i often explain it to folks Jen is i say i have not done nearly enough drugs to, to be one <laughs> with the akashic records because if we were able to truly like have access to that much information we'd be locked up <laughs> like the human system and consciousness mm-hmm. is not designed to it yeah to, yeah be, like be looking at you and just know that much information like that's you know, yeah, it's a very large computer <laughs> um, But when you're really sensitive when you train yourself you can get whiffs of it and you can get these impressions and so the way that we receive uh, Different guidance whether some people it comes through they can actually hear voices some people see things some people just Have a deep knowing when they're inside the records others mm-hmm. feel in their body. However, mm-hmm. it shows up for you um, You can use It's like these little glimmers, right? Like these glimmers of of insight to support somebody in their journey.
1: Yes. I have so many questions. I'm trying to slow (laughs) them all down so I don't bombard you. But (laughs) so if somebody do you have to have a belief in um, reincarnation in multiple lives to work with the records? Oh, I love that. Do you have to
0: what's coming through is what you'd have to have is curiosity and perhaps an openness of spirit. Hmm. so you could view it as a working model right like mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> play with it mm-hmm. you know get curious I mean I would say that that is something I don't know if I know any Akashic record practitioners who don't have those beliefs mm-hmm. but I don't feel like <laughs> but what there's... about what I about... About... so I'm seeing this from the Akashic thing I'm just laughing because it's not like there's a roller coaster ride saying like you must be this tall to play with the Akashic <laughs> record. it's like no like Okay, are you willing to entertain different schools of thinking? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Play with it. If it
1: resonates, awesome. If it doesn't, whatever. It's no big deal. Like, mm-hmm. fine. Everything's all fine. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about as a client? Do you if do you have to have that belief system? Can you? Oh, my clients. Sure. Or any anybody that's interested in learning more about it, but maybe they're they're not sure about past lives, or they're not sure about what they think about that.
0: Again, I keep coming back, Jen, to, to openness and intrigue. Like yeah. I think, I think there's sometimes an expectation that that we have. Oh, it's interesting because the sentence like wants to change on its way out. It's almost <laughs> what I'm getting as you ask the question is like that would be somebody, if somebody was reticent to open up the records because they don't necessarily ascribe to these beliefs about past lives or reincarnation or different things like that. I would get more curious about well, what am I actually afraid of? Like, am I afraid that my worldview is going to get dismantled? Cause that can be really jarring. You know, am mm-hmm. I afraid like they're spooky spirits, <laughs> like they're going to take over. Like, mm-hmm. you know, am I afraid these people are nuts? And that means that I'm nuts. Like, you know, which ultimately leads to like, do I, you know, am I safe? Do I belong? Like it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you yes. can, we can usually follow this stuff down the rabbit hole, but mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I just like to look at those two things.
0: Like what's mm-hmm. interesting and where are you stuck?
1: Yeah, I like that. And so something that, I, this is what I thought the Akashic Records were. <laughs> you can tell yep. if I just picked that up somewhere weird. but okay. uh, And what interested me right away with them was that the way it was described is it's kind of like the record to my soul. So yeah. um, where I've been, what I want to accomplish this lifetime, what my gifts are, where to focus. And the more I, I feel I can learn about that, it's kind of like the evidence that supports me and helps me make decisions that I want to make that feel good that maybe don't look right to other people. Yeah. Because the soul knows its way home and the
0: heart has these ways that aren't rational whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's what came through. Is it's like a hero's journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you spoke to that and you spoke to just honoring your gifts and getting these affirmations and validation that everything that your soul knows and wants to do and wants to experience and explore is real um, in this life- lifetime and in past lifetimes, it's like that, kind of cosmic gatekeeper or catalyst on the hero's journey that, that invites you to, to mm-hmm. sort of
1: take that step. Yeah. In special world. Yeah. And it kind of feels like support. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: When you said support, I just heard the voice of the person who trained me going, yes, yes. The <laughs> are super supportive." And she, wow. Really interesting that I'm channeling Daniela today. Um, she's totally one of my teachers. This is really cute. Um, <laughs> It's uh, and I can get into like why I say teachers because we've tuned in, into the frequency of, yeah. of different guides of mine right now. Um, yes. But what apparently Daniela would like us to know through me today, which is a trip, I'll have to text her after, <laughs> um, is that the akashics can be so supportive, and she wants you to know that that can be either through death or through the illumination of what's possible. Mm. So the akashics can really tear somebody down if they're living from ego or projection mm. or
1: distortion or something that's not there yes it's almost like don't shoot the messenger right it's yeah. like you don't want to hear it you know it's true <laughs> perhaps like our first reading jen <laughs> exactly that i'm speaking from experience it's like oh i know what she's saying is so true for me i just don't like it
0: <laughs> oh and that was the worst that was like one of those great i mean the worst in like the best way because i'm getting by people being like you know that that was good for you i'm like yeah. i know it was <laughs> yeah. um so jen can i offer just a without getting into the details, because I channeled it and didn't remember exactly, but Mm -hmm. can I offer the gist of that reading? Sure. yes. Basically, Jen came seeking direction, and her rational mind did not like (laughs) the direction that was offered, which can happen often. And Mm -hmm. is that a fair... I'm trying to remember what else. It was like there was something... I just keep sensing type A. Like, there was something about that part
1: of your personality that was not on board with whatever was coming through. Well, yeah, Um, you were just like, just play, relax. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have things to do. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Play and relax. That is like, I am so uptight. That is, that's a hard (laughs) agenda for me. Okay, but there's a couple of of words that you're throwing out there that I want to get some um, vocabulary and and definition around. So when you say channel, what do you mean? Oh. I feel like different people – ooh, I'm getting –
0: it's so funny to get course-corrected mid-sentence, which happens often (laughs) when I'm inside of the the Akashic Records. Okay, so what do I mean by channel? A vessel for which spirit can flow through.
1: Okay. So when you say I'm hearing, well, my guides are saying I'm channeling, what do you mean? That is a great
0: question. So I'm like, I'll tune in Mm -hmm. basically what I'm doing. And part of the prayer that I do beforehand is I do my best to set aside as much of my personality as I can. Mm -hmm. And I do my personality as the filter. So it's like you're preserving all of the elements of Katie using air quotes that are conducive to the messages that want to be shared. Mm -hmm. And then any of my own egoic experiences or ideas about what should be or how things should work out of the way Mm -hmm. to allow the guidance of beings from higher dimensions. Some people know more like I keep wanting to say 12th dimension. I think that would be a little bit specific for me because I'm not quite there yet Mm -hmm. in my practice. I'm not uh, I I just don't see it that way Mm -hmm. um, yet, but yeah, it's just to kind of get out of the way to
1: let the wisdom of different beings flow through me. Okay, good. And and so you're inside the records now, right? Yes, I am. And to get inside the records, there's a prayer that you say every single time.
0: Yes, ma'am. You know it's interesting with the prayers. The person who trained me, Daniela Gill, she's mm-hmm. a is a gifted channel. I mean, talk about someone who can like set herself aside. She mm-hmm. she's good. <laughs> she is very good. And she, I can just hear her saying, "Oh, Katie, this is hilarious." I'm so <laughs> being psychic can be so funny when you're trying to have a functional conversation. Um, <laughs> see if I can like shut down my crown just a little bit to focus <laughs> for <before laughs> you. Um,
1: goodness, Jen, what was your question? I want to. <laughs> Actually, I want to add to it because um, the the record or the prayer that you do to open the records, some, what I love about it is when you say, I set aside the totality of my personality or something to that effect.
0: Yep. That, is the, that is the exact line. It's so mm-hmm. funny
1: because Linda
0: Howe does a prayer, and this is, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most well-known ones. It's the mm-hmm. one people use mm-hmm. that's different from the one that I used with you, which is the one that I learned from Daniela Gill. And it's, wow. that's actually the one I used today because I was tuning in. Oh, really? And I've been using the Linda Howe one. Mm -hmm. I was hearing that voice in my ear, like the start of her prayer as a call to go that way. But today I was like, no, you're doing, you know, the one you learned with. Yes. And that is an exact line I say, set aside the totality of my personality so -hmm. that I may serve as a clear channel Mm -hmm. for your divine guidance
1: and knowing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So then maybe um, can you describe for us what would happen in a session if somebody came to you for a reading? Sure. (laughs) The honest answer is everyone's favorite. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And so what happens right. is you start with the, you start with the prayer and then I, I think what I remember is that I come in with four or five questions that I want answered, right? Yeah. And yeah. what are the, and what are the best kind of questions to ask?
0: So it's really interesting. I'm just like laughing. <laughs> There's so many different directions. <laughs> the way that I like to coach people is to bring whatever's on their hearts and on their minds because the way that you ask Mm -hmm. is true for you. Mm -hmm. And the way that you prepare is true for you. So some people are going to show up to an Akashic reading, super prepared and they want the answer to that question. They Mm -hmm. want to know different types of questions to ask and we can channel stuff to Mm -hmm. offer some guidance there. Mm -hmm but I don't view it as a prerequisite. Like if you're somebody who just is going to show up five minutes late being like, I I don't know why he's not texting me back or like, (laughs) what's with the mac and cheese, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? Like it doesn't really matter. Just be true to yourself and your own process and way of being, which I find that folks are like, they're not going to deviate from themselves. So that's sort of square one is, you know, do you man, (laughs) we'll get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way that I'm going to channel for somebody, whether they're calling in a really expansive question or something limiting, is all sort of play my part as the bridge here to direct it if it needs any directing to a question that's empowering. So, since you speak kind of a coactive language, that's going to be um, maybe a what question or a how or anything mm-hmm. that that really will take somebody back to their own sense of agency and power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Daniela, the person
1: who trained me, likes to say she's like, if it's not empowering, it's not the records. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about how it's the way you ask the questions, because sometimes I'll ask you a question and I don't get a direct answer because of what I asked. There is actually a question under the question. Yes. And yes. and what's so great about your training with CTI is that you've been educated mm-hmm. in how to like, hear what's underneath. Like what's the oh, subtext?
0: Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel seen. What was so interesting, Jem, what was coming through between these two questions that you just asked was an anecdote of somebody I channeled for, and he was asking about, I don't remember what the topic was, because I I tend to forget this stuff to a certain extent after I do, I'm not really attached to it, Mm -hmm. the way that, like, versus coaching where I'm emotionally invested and present to the relationship and the experience, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. a funny thing, but Mm -hmm. He came in with some types of blocks in his career and he was asking about his career and where he was stuck. And so or maybe that's like a trust thing. It was like, what's like, what's the root of his distrust? Like that was the real hmm. question. Like it was something he wanted to what you're saying, right? Like he wanted to trust his own intuition and leanings, and all these different things. But there's something that was getting in the way because most of us have that experience of something getting in the way. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm
0: that's the dance that we, that we dance, right? Like we remember who we are and then we forget. We, we strive to spend more time in the remembering than in the forgetting. But he, he was asking about really, you know, (laughs) 3d, like here, grounded on planet earth things. And I was like, what's, you know, what's the root of his distrust. And I saw somebody panning for gold and it turns out, I was like, I don't know why I'm seeing somebody panning for gold. This Mm -hmm. is pretty early into when I was, Doing the records that he had ancestors who were part of the gold rush,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there was something terrible that had happened there. Like there was something like some weird business dealings or something goofy up there. But it was the wildest thing because we we went back like four or five generations, mm-hmm. to, you know. And he's like, "Why can't I just trust my intuition?" And mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get these absolutely wild things. And so I, I thoroughly enjoy that too. Sometimes when we just am like. There's no way my conscious mind would know, right? Grandfather, you know, was on the west coast panning for gold or whatever it is that was going on there. Um,
1: and you just get an image, and and it leads to that. It leads to something. It leads to the root. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so then what was neat for him,
0: the direction that came through was empowering because it was like, okay, well, so this is interesting information. How can he work with this? And for him, the right approach was to find some type of energy healer. I love making recommendations, but they were saying not to make a recommendation. And he had somebody in mind and Mm -hmm. and was able to release that. But other times, like Mm -hmm. I I had a client asking how she could make more money. And I, the direction that came through was like, just decide, (laughs) 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 like you seem to have doubts that, you know, this is within your grasp, but like you didn't think you could afford to hire me as your coach, but you wanted to. So you decided and now we're here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Just decide. I love that. (laughs) But that's really weird and really like, I don't know, decide.
1: (laughs) But that's also what I find is the frustrate, the love and the frustration of Akashic record meetings is that it's like just, but, but how do, what do you mean just decide? Like, (laughs) it's so simplified and it's so easy. Like everything is all good. Don't worry. But then as a human mind hearing that, it's like, but, 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 but yes, worry.
0: (laughs) Well, Jen, here's a question that's coming through for you and for anybody who can really relate to that, which Mm -hmm. I would offer might be all of us, Mm -hmm. is who would you be in absence of fill in the blank? And in this case, I would use, you know, this idea that it has to be hard or this, yeah. this identity as somebody who worries or who's type A. Mm-hmm.
1: Who would you be if, if it was all who, easy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like who would you be without? that? Cause it, it's, mm-hmm. it's your language. It's unfamiliar. And so mm-hmm. it, it's like, no, no, but I'm, I'm very accustomed to solving problems. I'm a mm-hmm. great problem solver. I enjoy solving problems. It's very fun. <laughs>
1: what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's against all my survival programming. I don't yes. like it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but So what's so interesting is that you use the word root, like getting to the root of it. And, of yeah. course, that's what RTT is. We're really trying to understand the root of it so we can release it. So I think that the Akashic Re- Records is just such a cool way to discover more about yourself and the root without needing to dive into memories, without needing to do a lot other than just really tap in and understand yourself better. uh,
0: uh yes. Also, I just love, I love healing mm. <laughs> so much mm-hmm. when you're, it's so funny to hear you talk about the Akashics this way, because what I love about RTT is being able to be the person saying and seeing and experiencing it yourself. So I feel like it's, it's, it's important I think it's really important that you brought that up because it's important to acknowledge that there are different tools that are appropriate for different moments in your
1: journey. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just want to feel what you said for a minute because that's so important to me there's so many different tools and this is what I'm trying to expose people to on the podcast it's not a one size fit all it's not a just do RTT until you die (laughs) it's check out all these different cool modalities and you're absolutely right Katie it's really like where are you on your journey what's the right fit for you right now And, and finding what that is if it's not RTT maybe it's Akashic Records and under because really it's all these different ways of being able to look in the mirror, understand yourself better, and try to live to that authentic trueness. Yep. Yes. I'm getting guidance to offer my first experience
0: with both because they both mm. changed my life. My first Akashic reading that I received was back in 2017 at the genesis of a mm-hmm. multi-year dark night of the soul that was like mm. the biggest identity-level destruction, egoic, mm. what the fuck, is <laughs> happening <laughs> in my life. And I par- I pardon my friendship. You feel free to believe that out creatively. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. I'll just send no morning. Mean,
0: <laughs> oh, I, like, I mean, it was for context. I'm was born and raised in a very traditional family in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we look at my like a snapshot of my life in 2010. I was a debutante, you know, like walking around in a big like southern. I don't know if that's if that's a thing we do in Canada, but, um, mm-hmm. in the not quite American South, <laughs> um, you know, it's, I'm being presented to like, be eligible as you know, like yes.
1: yeah.
0: for society, which is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> for so <laughs> many different reasons. Or at least I perceive it to be ridiculous. Like, you know, the person with Katie perceives that to be absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, for me to go from that about a decade ago to this, as you can imagine, involved <laughs> some uncomfortable conversations, experiences and revelations about myself as a human. Mm first time I get an Akashic record reading is at the beginning of this and everything felt wrong. It was so painful and so goofy. And I get this Akashic reading and I felt seen
1: Yeah.
0: in yes. a way that reality was not reflecting mm-hmm. at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was, I just remember feeling deeply, deeply comforted
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the Akashic perspective mm-hmm. that was handled during that time because it, offered again it was like zooming way out in a way that there's just no way I could have zoomed out yeah that continued to be very helpful over the years and I'm realizing that I got so many records as I record readings as I was navigating this darkness and mm-hmm. it just continued to be this little bright hmm. spot of light and I it it's interesting because it with where I was, it took me a while to implement the guidance that was shared because I think I was just, you know, still mm-hmm. mining for different mm-hmm. tools and mm-hmm. treasures. And one of the mm-hmm. treasures I discovered with you is RTT. And um, well, actually, I discovered this with somebody else who can speak to sort of both. Like, I healed an 11 year old eating disorder thanks mm-hmm. to Jen, which is nuts. <laughs> so, like, behold, <laughs> the power of rapid trans, tra- oh my goodness, rapid transformational hypnotherapy. But it's interesting because I like it might have been a QHHT one, which is different from mm-hmm. RTT. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. RT RTT with you, but mm-hmm. I, I I'm getting guided to speak to that. So
1: QHHT, Jen, do you want to speak to it? Because this is a lot of me talking, and I want to make sure. Like... No, no, no. I'd love to hear your, your perspective on it. I've only had one quantum healing.
0: Quantum, quantum. Healing, ever, like, healing hypnosis technique. We don't. Yeah, it's, our... and
1: it's like a four-hour session, right? Where you uh, you come in with 30 yeah. questions, or I'm sure everyone's maybe a little bit different. But no, I'd love to hear your perspective on it.
0: Well, it's no joke. So. Mm-hmm. We have, okay, so Katie's first experience with the Akashics and the utility of it was, wow, I feel seen when I don't relate to people in my world right now at all. I'm very, very confused and very lost and very scared. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: With my first quantum healing regression, what happens when you're doing a kind of a QHHT session is somebody's guiding you through it, but you're the one recounting different experiences, and it's designed to take you into either a past life, life Mm -hmm. between lives, a future life, something else. Mm -hmm. And I regress to... The, per- the first past life I have conscious awareness of like regurgitating myself versus being like, I might've been a pirate in Louisiana early or you know, five. <laughs> and I, I, I fell in love with a pirate. That's why anyway, <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> like but the brightest star in Louisiana, like cool. That's why New Orleans feels so special. Mm-hmm. Um, But during the session, I regressed to a lifetime as a priest in Estonia mm-hmm. in vivid detail with all of these different things. And I was you know, this lifetime ends tragically with me being hung at the gallows. And and I go later and I research the whole thing. And I had these pagan leanings or like this very earth based leanings and, and I research Estonia in 1863, which is the year. And I like the fishing village where I ultimately met my demise. Like I had seen it in my mind's eye without mm. ever having seen it. Yeah. I look up the religion, the spiritual stuff that's going on there. In Estonia, they're saying like they're not religious but have this very sort of like tree based sense of spirituality that just felt deeply at home. And it was it, what the impact of this and the reason why it's important to share this is I saw myself so differently mm. after that experience. Yeah, yeah, and there was embodied recognition of my own power <laughs> mm. like little conscious me being like, I feel lost in the world. And I was like, You used to lead hundreds and thousands of people in your little <laughs> town. And I was like, <laughs> Oh.
1: Well then, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> like, so like, good,
0: but cool. And, and our yes. I mean, Jen, like we regressed to like actual memories mm-hmm. and we regressed to past lives. And at some point I think you, you took me somewhere and I'm like between lifetimes, mm-hmm. which was also like, I need to remember that one, like really cool. But, um, it's so interesting because I find that being the person who's, who's channeling the stuff can connect you with your own power in a way too. So it's like, it's, it's all important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just get to use your discernment about what's important for you right now.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. But you know what you said about how the Akashic Records really helped you during that time, that dark night of the soul? Oh, yeah. That's, when you're not getting the support you need from the people in your life or you're afraid to share because you're not going to get the support, then this is a way to get that internal support to help propel you forward, to guide you, to keep you going in the direction that you know you want to go and to help you be brave. Jen, that's really beautiful. <laughs> it is, it is. It, well, it, it just,
0: yeah, that's such a compassionate place, right? Like who mm-hmm. hasn't been there and felt
1: mm-hmm.
0: really disconnected from your soul family and, and that sense of, of belonging that you, or the, I guess that we can, can find when we're really at home in ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I
1: feeling lost is a pretty universal experience and phenomenon yeah I'm different sure. different levels of it but i think yeah. that all of yeah. us I, I there's very few people that i've met that are truly 100% authentic and if you're not truly 100% authentic that and this is me i'm i'm working towards that then it's you you are putting on masks you are i totally forgot where i was going with this but it's it's we like we are talking about kind of being lost and returning to yeah, yourself. yeah exactly. I mean. Yes. Thank you. So it's, it's like, we're all a little bit lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you define authenticity? Mm, this is something that I think about, like, all, all day long trying to figure this out. <laughs> so I, I don't have like a clear go to definition. But what I'm trying to figure out for myself is what, what do I want to be doing that feels good and right to me? So, so, you know, when the work that we did together, I kept saying to you, but what am I supposed to be doing? And you're like, what are you talking about? What do you mean doing? And I, and what it is, is how, how do I just be me? Like, what is just me? What is not some kind of expectation either that I'm assuming my family has for me or that society has for me? Like, what is just me? And, and I find that you know rtt helps to peel the layers so that i'm i i understand more of what's at the base and what's more just me and all these different other types of modalities help kind of f- help me find my way as kind of like a lighthouse but i i guess authenticity to me is just being stripped away of of all those things of all those masks of all the Expectations where you know what you like and you just do that. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, and trying he... to figure it out, trying to find my way back. Jen, it's so
0: simple. <laughs> what came through and you said that was create.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> like, yeah, and so this is
0: this is exactly it. so anybody listening this is what happens she's like
1: right right but how and so give but me the, di- the directions and the instructions so, please yeah <laughs> uh-huh. well like
0: if you want to get the artist have a julia cameron you can i'm getting like i've read that <laughs> to heads at me yeah they're like no stop it's but it's uh, my guides want you to know <laughs> that you're doing it hmm. you're doing it so when and actually this is really helpful for anybody who is listening who's just kind of not quite feeling at home or if you want to just deepen your experience of where you are um, or if you'd like acknowledgement for doing something beautiful. <laughs> um, the act of creation in and of itself is the process of channeling our own muses. And you can't really create, like if you're really creating, right? Not copying, but like if you can't mm-hmm. create somebody else's creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you sort of tune in and put yourself in touch with that creative frequency, mm-hmm. like, by default it's authentic. Like, yes, you know, it's going to be the amalgamation of Mm -hmm. all sorts of different people who've inspired you and bits of wisdom and different things, but it's yours. Like the originality comes from the way that you view something, the way that you assemble something together and the way that you package and deliver it. Like nobody else can be you.
1: Yeah. I love that so much. You're already doing it and nobody else can be you. And so, yeah and and that's why I know it's it's so important and I want I want to do it and I want to do it right. <laughs> but you know what? um something else that you said that um, really perked my ears is, you know, create something. And then to me, I thought in my mind, well, that's my that's what I want to make of my life. Like I want my life to be my expression in my creation. And mm-hmm. I would say there's been moments in time when I've been able to do that, but there's a big chunk of my 30s that is really not, it, not at all that. It's really like, oh, you want me to do this? Okay, I'll just do this. I'll just do this dance. Dance monkey, dance monkey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I'm trying to find my way back. And, um, you know, doing it while married and while – with a small child and it it's a very different dynamic than just me single Mm. me
0: Mm. it's so funny being the cautious i'm just getting like different beings myself included like beaming love at you and Mm. not saying anything just like oh yeah
1: Yeah, and I think change is kind of interesting. Like I'm not doing a big 180. I kind of did that. In my 30s, when I left my corporate job and kind of went a different, I did a, a, a U-turn. Well, not a U-turn, like a 90-degree turn. <laughs> so it's not a big change right now. Right now, I'm kind of more like I'm, I'm kind of going the right way. I need to tweak it a little bit, but I think there's something important about change for all of us to remember. In that the people that we're close to in our lives, you know, we've we've been making these changes maybe internally in our minds for some time, and then when you start when it starts becoming action it hasn't been a long time for everybody else in your life. And so it can be very abrupt to them. And so just yeah. making sure that you're bringing them along for the ride. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, that is a place where I have a lot of opportunity. <laughs> it, it's really interesting, right? Like the, um, the identity Upgrades are interesting. and I feel like everybody goes about it their own way. Some people really need to have that hermit aesthetic moment to just go discover themselves. And then it's like, hey, surprise and different. Like you can get on board or not. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Although I find that people who have like find more flow are doing what you're saying and, and bringing folks along for the ride.
1: Go Yeah, going going with the flow is, is interesting because that's something that I've been trying to do a lot more and just coming from a very type A, high-strung, you know, uptight person with a list to do things, right? And then since having a baby, realizing that that doesn't work with parenting, it backfires. And so really trying to be more, go with the flow. Coming through for you, that again, feels like a message for anybody who's meant to hear it.
0: Is to employ the beauty of what it is to be Jen and what it is to have all these awesome skill sets and tools that are, you know, to use your words, type A or just getting stuff done or organized or what have you, mm. but not to let it lead. So like, mm. just put it in the passenger
1: seat. Oh yes, that's so good, Katie. And, like, that's pull- so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what like, happens is it becomes an overused
0: strength. Right. So that's so it's it, I think it's just remembering. There are two things that whoever it is that's speaking through me right now um, would like you to remember, which is, and again, it's it's not like this is again for all. It's for me too. That our egos are here to support us. It's important. I mean, you can challenge it, but I would argue it's important mm. to pay taxes. Probably a good idea. Put on clothes, you know, um, <laughs> you have the freedom. You always have the freedom to buck the rules and play with it and experiment and see what happens. Like if that's mm. part of your Dharma and something you need to experience, like by all means live your life. <laughs> like the Akashics are not here to judge you at all. Yeah. Um, but the function of the ego is to, is to support us in just, functioning really in the way that society is designed it's just not here to lead and i think Hmm. what can happen is we get confused because we're accustomed to it leading because it does take the lead for many of our early years and then Mm -hmm. we at some point we hit this shift where we want Mm -hmm. to let our soul take the driver's seat Mm -hmm. and so i think that's it's i think what's coming through in the akashics is not to vilify this part of yourself it's not Mm like oh i'm not like spiritual enough or like (laughs) i haven't surrendered like no you chose to come in as the beautiful, Jen, you know, like, beautiful, competent, stunning, <laughs> amazing, gifted, gorgeous, imperfect, flawed, <laughs> like, Jen Bond, Jen Pillow, um, you know, or
1: whatever hair <laughs> color you feel like having. Um, <laughs> well, right now, it's mostly roots. <laughs> Thank I, yeah, you, I, COVID.
0: I, I said, I'm like, I feel like they did that, like, just to be flirty and play with you. I'm so flirty, by the way, too. Like, that's, people expect it to be, like, this really spiritual experience, which <laughs> it is, but also people's guides are, are just hilarious and yeah <laughs> you don't take things very seriously at all because they realize it's not a big deal yeah, um, yeah. like it's just not a big deal but <laughs> anyway it like it you know it, you pretty much picked the perfect template for your gifts to express themselves mm. so it's honoring these strengths that you came up and with that you've cultivated in this lifetime and you know with my beliefs that over lifetimes um but again right like it, it doesn't that's not the one we need to feed like that's an awesome assistant <laughs> that we can honor and thank and show appreciation and support for
1: but it doesn't have to run the show yeah i really like that it, the ego is the assistant
0: yeah it's a re- <laughs> and like you know, we want to treat it well so we're not going to like you know <laughs> be like do my bidding you know right if you <laughs> as an employee like thank you like we we want to cultivate a nice relationship with it too and be like Thank you for existing, because uh, people are so into vilifying the ego, and it's like it's act, it's egoic to vilify the ego. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's there, like it's it's a part of you too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with the creation thing, the other message that kept coming through is that it's again, this is the remembering that we can play with if we want to, which is that everything is an act of creation. Mm. Beating yourself is an act of creation. Mm. Um, using the restroom is an act of creation in a sense because creation needs death. Like what are you, you're, you're releasing something. Um, that is no longer a part of, of, of you. I realize that sounds ridiculous. I'm just, no, listening.
1: that's, that's, <laughs> it. I think that's so fitting just given where we're at right now with the world. Right. Destruction. Yeah. For creation.
0: Yes. yes it's mulch. It's creative mulch. Hmm. You have to have space. It's like, you know, sure you can put paint on top of a, a canvas that has paint on top of it, but wouldn't it be more fun to to paint on lo, on a white canvas or something blank? Like? So it's creating space for those releases, and it, like you can really get playful with this. It's something I've played with this. I've played with this exercise before. It's I, need, I want to add it to my like little list of. um I have a jar full of almost like fortune cookies, <laughs> yeah. but with. Little vibe boosters or thing tools that I find interesting because there are so many, and then I just forget. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's nice. I'll just grab one and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah." You know, listen to this music or to play with this one. Um, but with this one, I could totally add that to my little jar, and it's remembering that everything's an act of creation. And you can get so ridiculous mm-hmm. and have so much fun with this, and think about, okay, who am I creating with the way that I dress? Who am I creating with the way that I style my room? Who, you know, like who am I creating? with my email signatures. Like, I mean, really, right? Like you Mm -hmm. get to design who you are. You can design um, your LinkedIn profile. You can design your Instagram if that really suits you. I met somebody in Nashville who um, I think had the clearest perspective of anyone I've seen at least kind of in that way where she just didn't have a negative relationship with Instagram. I don't want to say at all, but pretty much at all. And she was like, no, here's the deal. People will snap judge you. I'm going to write the narrative. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) fair enough yeah <laughs> and, and it's just like yeah this is what happens I'm not in denial of this reality so I as a creator of my reality am going to tell you how to think about me this is the narrative I want to write and I just like 20 hmm. year old photographer bad. And I'm like
1: yes oh I love that <laughs> like, okay I write the narrative yeah that's yeah. cool that's so empowering right and I'm yeah. like hey I'm not saying we all need to get on Instagram. Like this is who I am. It's
0: not not like that. Like most. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's neat. We can get very, very, very playful with it. You know, Mm -hmm. who you're creating. Just reminded me, I wanted to ask you about your compass cards. Compass cards is a self-coaching tool. It is a deck of questions designed to help you find your own answers. Mm -hmm. And if you want to kind of get all up in there. There's a signature system and methodology you can use that I find is really, really supportive to help you align to your own truth. Mm. Um, If you want to futz with this Oracle style and just grab questions or just grab a few, like it's designed to be used your way. So yeah, it's inspired by the Coactive coaching methodology. So there are a bunch of different open and expansive questions designed to, to basically create that inner space for you to be the color. Like if this is, you know, it's, it's almost like it's a creative constraint so that you can
1: expand into that space. Mm-hmm. And they're a beautiful deck. They're beautifully designed. Oh,
0: Thanks. I'm so grateful. <laughs> how, yeah. She did a great job of really making them inviting because they used mm-hmm. to have a very um, corporate look. Cause that's mm-hmm. like more where I was coming from. And I mm-hmm. was an executive coach type or what mm-hmm. have you, but now it's, we have watercolors and flowy things. <laughs> um, so where can somebody
1: buy those? Uh, the website is compass.cards uh, perfect so if somebody wants to get in no. touch with you <laughs> no. they can go to Facebook and it's making yeah. magic which is m-a-c-o-n-m-a-g-i-c m-a-g-i-c yeah, yeah. awesome yeah thank <laughs> you so much for sharing your wisdom cool. insight oh
0: I'm so grateful we get to reconnect in this way this is fun
1: mm-hmm.